Welcome to Marking Minute by Presco. From engineered film to safety markers, take a minute to explore the products that impact us every day. Welcome to the Marking Minute by Presco. I'm your host, Sean Heath. You know, I had a conversation with a friend in college, uh, and it was one of those, oh, aren't we so smart because we're in college conversations. And it was in a chemistry class, and he said, if you were able to create the strongest acid in the world, what would you carry it around in? And, you know, because we were so smart as college students, I responded with, oh, yeah? Well, what if you built the strongest glue in the world? How would you carry that around and apply it to something? Because we were obviously geniuses. Today, I'm going to hope I can get an answer to at least one of those questions. Because today, I have the privilege of having a conversation with Paul Manley, the Vice President of Engineering for Presco Polymers. Paul, how are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Now, I'm not trying to put the pressure on you, but let's get down to the real nitty-gritty. You don't happen to know any secret ways to get gum out of carpet, do you? I'm just asking for a friend. Uh, replace the carpet. You know what? That does <laughs> see. That's the that's the answer that an engineer gives, and I like that. That gives me a lot of hope for this podcast, Paul. Um, I'm very curious though because. You have a, a history. You worked previously with in an industry where sticking is not a good thing. Uh, you worked at uh, Nestle Waters. And now you work in an industry where you really want maximum adhesion. What are some of the main differences that you notice in your daily focus? Well, as you said, yes, I worked for um, a bottled water company for several years, and the products are very different. I mean, the primary difference would be that water or anything that's made for human consumption is regulated and looked at in very different ways than products that aren't made for human consumption. So yeah, we weren't really looking for something to stick except for maybe the label on the bottle. We wanted to, uh, we applied glue and wanted the label to stick to itself and stick to the bottle. Yeah, and marking products, we want a marking flag to maintain its construction and that it requires spraying glue onto the flag material and onto the wire and uh, want we, the idea is to get that glue to stick very well to, for plastic to plastic and plastic to metal. And uh, we accomplish that by picking the right glue, uh, picking the right application system, and then maintaining a quality control procedure, uh, making sure for testing the flags and making sure they don't fall apart. Now, most non-engineers would think that the world of glue is pretty stable. Not a lot of huge changes, right? Something's either sticky or it's not. But the process of distribution probably evolves on a constant basis. What sort of changes have you seen in your career with regard to glue distribution and how you handle some of the challenges that come along with that? Glue distribution at Presco, and as far as I know in the industry, hasn't changed very much, to be honest. There's different ways to do it. You can spray it. You can apply it by uh, uh, by pressure, by a, by a, a stamp or a roll or uh, something like that. There's hot glue. There's uh, room temperature glue. There's lots of lots of ways to do it. And I don't think that's changed a whole lot in industry. In a Presco, it hasn't really changed much either. We have been spraying a liquid based glue to make our flags uh, adhere together for years and. Uh, that's worked well for us. We've tried different types of glue nozzles and uh, guns that a glue gun that either moves or doesn't, and uh, we've we've tried different 
things like that. But for the most part, it hasn't changed a whole lot. And I would imagine that the the storage solutions have probably advanced quite a bit as well. Yes. So uh, we uh, currently we uh, store glue in 300-gallon totes, stainless steel totes that uh, last quite a while and uh, allow us to um, keep uh, not not ch- consistent constantly change out a reservoir of glue and the system works pretty well but it, that that part of it definitely hasn't uh, always been the same and in fact uh, one of the systems that I uh, worked on when I first came to work for Presco was the glue distribution system in the flag room and uh, at that time instead of uh, a 300 gallon uh, stainless steel tote and a um, modern distribution system that includes a a touch screen and a control system. Back then it was actually two Miller Lite beer kegs that were stacked on, stacked on top of one another with stainless steel braided hose that connected them and there was glue dripping down along the walls and uh, it was, uh, it, you know, at the time it was the solution that met the need. Uh, there was a time in Presco's history where we had to make do with what we had and that's exactly what the people that were here then did and it worked uh, but when we had the ability to upgrade and to make a system that was more reliable we, we did that. You know that brings us right back full circle to a couple of college guys hey we just happen to have a couple of Miller Lite kegs that are empty laying around let's put them to use. I, I like that that stick to <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah okay. that was great. So that's the last bad joke I'll make today I promise. I'm not sure about that. Is As an engineer is there a particular challenge that is sort of predominant in your day-to-day process? particular challenge that is predominant? Um, sure. I guess w- one that I could think of would be uh, determining the right amount of effort and scope of a problem to solve. Uh, and what I mean is an issue might come up on the, on the production floor, and you could either choose to solve the immediate problem that may be relatively easy to solve, or you could look deeper and find the root cause or maybe there's a process breakdown or a systemic issue that happened to allow that one symptom to take place and instead of curing the symptom you look to solve a larger problem which is the process breakdown or uh, some other larger thing that took place and you don't always know what's the right thing to do do you want to we have limited resources we have limited people we have limited funds we have limited time so we're not always able to um, take the biggest bite out of the out of the issue that we can. We are always looking to maximize our time and think about what makes the most sense in this situation. And and there's that's always a a, a decision that has to be made, and it requires careful thought. And it, it probably comes up daily. Is there a particular type of challenge that you really find especially satisfying to solve? Really, as an engineer, solving problems is what me and my department enjoy doing the most. That what makes us uh, who we are. Uh, I would say, as a as not only an engineer but as a as a as a engineering leader, my the problems that I enjoy solving nowadays m- more than anything are uh, issues that people have. Uh, maybe uh, someone in my team has a career goal or an aspiration, and if I'm able to help them. Uh, achieve their goals or if I'm able to uh, remove a roadblock for someone so that they enjoy their job more or that they're able to solve a problem that they're trying to solve and I end up uh, improving someone's day or their week or their 
or heck, even their career. Those are the most rewarding for me, I think. And that answer is a perfect lead into my next question because I wanted to talk about the the human side. Um, there are some trends in the industry that really demand immediate attention, uh, staffing challenges, uh, the way you balance staffing with automation. Can you talk to me a little bit about some of those day-to-day issues that you have? Sure. So a problem for us in Grayson County, Texas, uh, where, and I know it exists in many other places throughout the United States right now, is uh, we've got a very low unemployment rate uh, that is right around 3%, which is essentially full employment. And the people in this area that are looking for work, uh, for the most part, have a job. And so us and all the other manufacturers industry in this area of which there's a lot we're we're all competing for the same uh, ever decreasing number of people that are out there looking for a job and so that causes wages to go up that causes heavy turnover uh, or higher turnover than we would like and that we would expect and along with that comes uh, uh, its own challenges if you've constantly got a changing workforce then you've got Uh, training issues. You've got safety issues, people working in areas where they're not as familiar with, so they're more likely to injure themselves or to cause damage to something, and we we never want that to happen. Uh, So uh, high turnover and staffing uh, is a uh, a big challenge for us, and one of the ways that we're we're dealing with that is by helping to train the people that we do have. If we've got someone that wants to, that aspires to make more money or to grow their career, uh, we want to provide training for them. And so we've partnered with the local community college to provide free training to a number of our employees in technical areas. It helps home grow our own talent, so to speak, and it helps um, people that work for Presco better themselves. And again, that, that is what we're really all about. Our people are our number one asset. And in addition to that, we have to recognize that staffing challenges may never go away, and uh, we're always looking for ways to be more labor efficient. So uh, we we are implementing automation in several different areas uh, to help us grow as the times change and become more efficient and stay competitive. Well, and that lends itself to the need for more training because as more automation is deployed in a, in a factory setting, you actually need more employees to have higher degrees of technical knowledge to troubleshoot, to manage, to run all of that automation, to oversee. And those are highly specialized skills. You don't just walk off in off of the street with that knowledge, I would imagine. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So a lot of people are afraid of automation and technology because they think it kills jobs. And it, it, it really doesn't. Or it, it, you just got to look at it in a different way. That, it, you know, if I go and I purchase a machine that can produce twice as much product as uh, the machine that it replaced, uh, maybe I end up with one less person on the floor. But it's not as though we're going to go terminate someone. Uh, as I mentioned, we've got turnover challenges, the voluntary turnover on its own, so we would let attrition take its course. And that one job that was left instead of two is a higher paying job. It's a more higher higher skilled job. Um, for instance, we're, we're implementing a new piece of machinery that's going to help us make our, our roll flagging tape product. Um, and we are selecting our absolute best operator level employees to run that machine because it requires an attention to detail and a focus that um, many of our other machines don't have and so that person's going to make more money and that person's going to help it's going to better them and better pressure as you're talking about staffing i'm also realizing that what you do at presco is not a seasonal situation you're you're needed 
every single day of the year, rain, snow, doesn't matter. Those products are something that are in constant daily demand. So staffing is something you really have to stay on top of. You can't have a day where, you know, you're understaffed by even 2% at the factory in order to maintain what demand you have, right? Yeah, it, it really hurts. When we have people don't show up for work, it, it hurts us. And uh, so we try and plan around that. And <clears throat> we do have, uh, uh, our, our business can be described as seasonal in that uh, in the marking products world, um, caution tape, survey flags, survey tape, these are products that are heavily used in the construction industry and a lot of building goes on in the warm weather months, not as much uh, around the country in the winter. So uh, we do experience a little bit of a slowdown in sales uh, during the cold weather months, but during it's that during that period of time that we're doing more uh, maintenance and executing engineering projects, we're taking advantage of downtime, and we're also building inventory to help us get through uh, the summer months when the demand is at its peak. Do me a favor and let's talk to someone who is perhaps in high school listening to this podcast and they're intrigued by the prospect of working at Presco. What would you suggest that they focus on when they get into college? Where do they really need to strengthen their toolkit before they show up at Presco's door? Well, for me, as a college graduate, um, I, I'm, I'm an electrical engineer by education, and I can't say that I, to be honest, I, I use a lot of the classwork that I uh, went through when I was in college. I, I, I haven't for years, but what college, the college experience gave me was um, the ability to set my mind at a goal uh, that is a long-term goal and to work at it day in, day out, week in, week out, year after year. Uh, to achieve a goal despite distractions and changing um, uh, needs and life situations and all things like that. So uh, if, if I was a, a high, if I'm talking to a high school student going into college, I would say um, think about what you uh, what what drives you, what your passion is and set your mind to a goal and just keep working at it. And if you want to work at Presco, Presco is the kind of place where if you have the ability to uh, take ownership of something and take pride in your work, and you're willing to, you're able to work well on your own with some instruction and not require uh, immediate supervision all the time. Then Presco might be the place for you. We, we're looking for uh, people with leadership qualities and people with um, the ability to manage themselves and manage their own time and make good decisions. Uh, so as you're going into college, uh, think about all the different decision, life decisions you have to make to balance your own life. And uh, a lot of those basic skills uh, are, are what are what sets uh, a successful uh, employee or person apart from an unsuccessful one. Today, it's been my privilege to have a conversation with Paul Banley, the Vice President of Engineering at Presco Polymers. Paul, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure.